This is Self-Awareness for Everyone, a weekly journey into applied guidance for mindfulness. I'm your host, MJ Bleehart, storyteller, author, creative, and lifelong learner. I'll be your guide through conscious reality creation, simple mindfulness tools available to everyone to empower greater control of life's experiences and other applications of unselfish self-awareness. This week's episode, what if the pursuit of happiness is just a distraction? This is something that's been kind of on my mind a lot lately, which is what if rather than pursuing happiness, we're actually seeking conscious awareness? Well, this ties in rather nicely to self-awareness for everyone, don't you think? What if, rather than pursuing happiness, we're actually seeking conscious awareness? What's that even mean? Well, let's look at what the pursuit of happiness itself is. This is part of the quote-unquote American dream, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. This is something that people talk about like it's the end-all, be-all, amazing thing we should all be after. However, What if the pursuit of happiness is just some notion in repeated stories, fictional and non-fictional, inspirational quotes, and other such things that's not what we genuinely, truly seek in our hearts? This is not something that's easy to think about because we're frequently distracted from the idea of what we actually, truly desire. Most people desire things that are completely intangible. They have nothing to do with what you own, where you live, who you associate with. And yet, almost everything you can think of is all about selling you happiness, selling you things to make you happier, make you have a better life. Buy these shoes, get that car, drink that soda, and the happiness will be yours, all for the low, low price of your conscious awareness. Because you see, in this great pursuit of happiness, more often than not, it's distracting us from other things that might mean more to us. You and I are individual creators. Both of us have the ability, all of us have the ability, to manifest our destinies to one degree or another. Yes, there are circumstances outside of our control that we can't do diddly about. Things happen random happenstance, occurrences, consequences, and things that you just simply cannot control. And this all gets tied into change, which I'll get more into going forward here. But when it comes down to us looking for something to make us feel good, connected, like we're a part of something bigger than just ourselves, often it's got tied into this pursuit of happiness. But what if that's not genuinely what we're after? What if we're actually after conscious awareness? What am I talking about here? Let's look at something very important. Who is in your head, heart, and soul? You. There's nobody else in there with you. You alone can think, feel, intend, and act for you and your life, and you alone are the only one who knows your thoughts, feelings, actions, and intentions. You don't just sort of know them, you truly know them. And you are the only one who can, because you're the 
only one who's in there. You're it. And while some people find this very lonely, the truth is it's not. It's just part of what we're all about. But in the quest to make connection, because human beings are tribal animals in a lot of respects, and we like to connect with other beings to a greater or lesser degree, in doing this, we're often seeking outside of ourselves. And when we seek those connections, sometimes they're not with people, but things. And often this is where this pursuit of happiness comes into play. But what if, when all is said and done, you're really just after being more mindful? Well, let's give this some thought as we go forward here. You are the only one who can be with you, genuinely, truly, in your head, heart, and soul. And when it comes to this, one of the keys is to recognize how you connect yourself to change. The one and only constant in the entire universe is change. I state this over and over again because it's something that most people just have a really hard time accepting. Change always happens. Sometimes it is so glacially slow that you don't even recognize it. Other times it's so swift that it's overwhelming. And before you know it, something occurs and change has happened and, well, nothing's the same. All of a sudden, everything you know is wrong or everything you thought you knew gets put into a new perspective. The point is that change is a constant and change is all around us. It's all about life. Last week when I spoke about impermanence, this was talking about change because change is constant and ongoing. When we are mindful and consciously aware, which is active conscious awareness, that's mindfulness. When we are actively consciously aware and practicing mindfulness, we empower ourselves and that lets us take control of our life experiences. From there, we can choose who we spend time with, what we do, our thoughts, our feelings, our actions, and our intentions, which are wholly under your control. Nobody else can make you think, feel, intend, or act in any way, shape, or form. They can persuade you. They can convince you. They can harangue you. They can cajole you. They can suggest. They can push. But only you can do. You're it. Nobody else has that control. It's all within you. For a lot of people, this is incredibly disconcerting, but the reality is this is incredibly empowering because when you take control over your life experience and you look at what you're thinking, feeling, and acting upon and what you're doing in all that, you are capable of being in control. And when you're in control, doesn't that feel good? Don't you like that feeling of having control, of being the one in charge of your life experience? Well, I know I do. And when you get right down to it, isn't that happiness? Because it makes you happy, you feel happiness. What if all of this is just bizarre disconnectedness that we've created? And what if we can look at it from a very different perspective? What if rather than pursuit, it's something else? How is the pursuit of happiness a distraction? Well, let's talk about this from an outside perspective. Let's say you have a favorite sports team or a celebrity that you're particularly fond of or someone of that nature, and they win the championship or they gain a coveted prize or something happens to them. Don't you feel good about it? Don't you love celebrating when your team is the winner, when your celebrity gets the Oscar, whatever it is? Doesn't that feel to you 
like a victory and a win for you? Doesn't that make you feel happy? Is it about you? Well, no, it's really not. That happiness, while it feels like it's yours, isn't because you didn't win the championship. You didn't get the prize. The win is not yours. You've been distracted by the game or the celebrity or their pursuit of victory and happiness rather than doing your own, which would involve mindfulness and conscious awareness. Odds are that you don't even think about any of your own stuff while you're focusing on the game or the awards ceremony or whatever it is. You're looking at these things, these people and what they're doing, and you're pulling in their happiness and making it your own. And the pursuit of happiness in this way is a pure distraction because great, they achieved something, they won something, they did something amazing, but did you? No, unfortunately, the answer is no, you didn't. And while it's a great thing, it's not what you should be pursuing because it's got nothing to do with you. They're not going to pursue anything for you, so why are you pursuing things for them? Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't enjoy these things and find the happiness within them. They're great, but keep in mind that happiness in and of itself is limited. Why? Because you can't always be happy. You can be mostly happy, you can have a happy attitude, but are you actually going to be happy at all times? No, it's fleeting and it's impermanent. Now, I don't take the cynical viewpoint of Dennis Leary, which I love this quote, which is, happiness comes in small doses, folks. It's a chocolate chip cookie, it's a five-second orgasm, or a cigarette. Well, I'm not quite that skeptical, but I agree with the notion that it does come in small doses. Happiness is an end result of something really cool that occurs. It's not a state of being. It's not something worth pursuing. It's not something that we should be completely focusing on as the end all, be all of our lives because it can't be. Because happiness is limited and fleeting. That's not to say that we shouldn't look for things that make us happy. It's not that we shouldn't put time and energy into things that make us feel good. But what this does require is recognizing that this being the ultimate goal that we strive for is kind of a weird goal to look at because it's not something tangible in any way, shape, or form, and it's utterly fleeting and impermanent. Whereas mindfulness, conscious awareness, is a constant. And while we can be distracted and while we can be in our subconscious for a time, Conscious awareness is how we gain control over our life experience. Lastly, I want to talk about how I don't believe this should be a pursuit. Pursuit invokes notions of escape, of chase, competition, lack, scarcity, and insufficiency. It turns into this bizarre sense that what you're after is trying to get away from you, or it's something that's very, very hard to get a hold of, or you got to get it before somebody else gets it and keeps it from you. But none of this is true. We live in an abundant universe. It's not a universe where things are constantly running out. We're constantly presented this concept, but it's artificial. It's not true. There's genuinely more than enough of veritably everything you can think of. In particular, when it comes to this notion of a pursuit of happiness, because guess what? 
It's not a material thing. And all things immaterial are beyond abundant. There is so much love, so much joy, so much amazingness out there that we can have and do and be that it's it's uncountable. It's It's surreal just how great this can be. And yet, we're frequently presented with these ideas of lack, scarcity, and insufficiency, and the concept of a pursuit of happiness is that if you don't get there first or you don't get it, somebody else will, and you will be screwed out of what's rightfully yours. Nothing could be further from the truth. You are worthy and deserving of having this thing. And the problem is, when you look at this as a pursuit, whether we're talking about happiness or conscious awareness, we're looking at this from a place of competition. And we're not in competition. This isn't a chase. It's not something that I can get and then keep you from having. Because what makes me feel good, what I desire to put my focus on, isn't the same as what you desire. We are different people. We come from different places. We have different experiences, desires, and everything else you can think of. I'm not you. You're not me. And because this is the truth, we are after different things. So when it comes to conscious awareness and anything we're seeking to create for our lives, what I desire to create for mine isn't going to be what you desire to create for yours. Hence, We are not in competition. As a writer of sci-fi and fantasy, I am one of lots. I mean, there are so many people out there writing this stuff. But I don't look at other sci-fi and fantasy writers as competitors. I look at them as being in the same situation I'm in. They're striving to get eyes on their work. They're striving to get people to buy their stuff. And just because somebody buys my books doesn't mean they're not going to buy your books and vice versa. Hell, I'm not just reading my own stuff. I read lots of other authors. And I love when I encounter a new author like myself trying to get out there and trying to make their way that I love supporting them by buying their books and hope that in return, they'll find mine, enjoy them, and buy them as well. We're not in competition. Even though we've got a similar pursuit, not that I would call it a pursuit, but a similar goal, we're not competing against one another. Last but not least, you are here. And that's all you need to know in order to recognize that you are worthy and deserving of having genuine conscious awareness and being actively mindful and happy because you deserve whatever good it is you desire for your life. Unless you are an intentionally mean, cruel, bad person, unless you know that your actions are screwing somebody over and you're just going ahead and doing it anyways, you're a good person. We all make mistakes. We all do things that are going to inadvertently hurt other people, and that's because we're not them. We can't think for them or feel for them, so you can't make them think or feel a certain way in reaction to anything that you do. But whatever it is that you seek in your life, you don't need to pursue it to have it. Just being consciously aware, it's yours. You are worthy and deserving of your thoughts, feelings, actions, and intentions in the best ways that you can have them. You are worthy and deserving of having an amazing life experience. 
No, it's not always going to be great. Yes, there are going to be bad days and there's going to be challenges and struggles. But guess what? That's part of the human experience. But when all is said and done, this is something that you are worthy of. And I think that this whole idea of the pursuit of happiness just distracts us from our true good, our true potential and possibility. Here is this week's applied guidance for mindfulness tool. This one's really, really easy. Do something that makes you happy once a day, every day this week. Don't overanalyze it. Don't debate over and over and over about what it should be. Just do something that makes you happy, big or small. You don't need to go on a vacation. You don't have to spend tons of money. This might simply be taking a nap eating an ice cream cone, going out for a walk in nature, having sex with your lover, reading a book, or whatever it is that makes you happy. Just do something every day that makes you happy. It doesn't matter what it is, but it's something that is worth the effort. And I think if you make the conscious effort to do something that makes you happy, it's incredibly empowering. It doesn't require any pursuit or great expense or anything else. Just act on this thing that makes you happy and go ahead and do it. Make a point of doing it every day this week and write down what it is and take a look at the end of the week at all the things you did that made you happy and did they empower you? And if so, how did they empower you? Go for it and have fun with this one. Thank you for joining me for this week's Self-Awareness for Everyone. I hope you've enjoyed this exploration of applied guidance for mindfulness, conscious reality creation, and working with the other tools I suggest for optimizing your life experience. If you have any questions or comments, drop me an email at author at mjbleehart.com. You can also follow me on social media via Instagram at mjbleehart, on TikTok at mjbleehart72, and on Facebook at bleehartmj. Thank you to the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network for hosting my show. Thank you to Vim Honey. She is the incredible creator of my original cover art. Please go check out her stuff in her Etsy shop at Talia's Inspirations. Please pay a visit to my blogs, The Ramblings of the Titanium Dawn at titaniumdawn.com as well as at mjbleehart.medium.com and check out my ever-growing number of published sci-fi and fantasy novels on Amazon and coming soon to other venues. I hope that you're discovering how self-awareness works hand-in-hand with mindfulness and can be applied to improve not only your life experience but potentially that of the other people around you. Be kind, compassionate, and your own self-aware creator, whatever form that takes. And please be mindful that you are worthy and deserving of being the best you that you can be. Namaste.